It's exciting today to welcome Jackson. It's been a while since we've had Jackson or anyone from our Grace family here to share all of last year because of COVID and different things. Um, but it's great, Jackson, to have you and Susan here with us this morning. Welcome, mate, to, to being here, mate. You're part of the family, and we look excited and thrilled to know what God is going to share through you. So I'm going to invite you up, mate, and I'm just going to have a word of prayer for you, and then we're going to just turn over to whatever the Lord has shared into your heart to share with us, my friend. So let me, let me pray for you. Our Father God, I thank you for this mighty warrior of the faith, this man who loves you, Lord, and he lives a life that brings glory to you. And we just pray for him now, Father. We pray that you will just remove him, but use him for your glory today. And that which you've stirred in his heart, Lord, let it catch a flame so, so strongly that the passion of your spirit flows through him and into our family here in this space today. Thank you for the Grace family. Thank you for them being part of us and part of our community. And we look forward to what you're going to share today, Lord. So we just turn this over to your spirit through Jackson, Lord, and use him for your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, as Pastor said, has been really a while, and this was not our portion. We didn't need it to go this way. Normally, in our plan, every three months, we meet together. But as we are all aware, fighting the unknown is the problem, and that is basically my point of discussion today. Of course, it is very hard if you are fighting a bottle when you don't know the person you are fighting for or who you are even fighting. And it's very, very difficult even, you know, to fear unknown. Because when you fear something you don't understand, it's normally replicating in your mind. As human, always we need an answer. I, for one, I don't want to frustrate myself 24 hours in a day. I don't want that. Any slight thing, I need to sit down, look for it, get a solution for it. If I don't have that solution, in my mind, I have some empty box. Put, take it out, put it in a box, close it, done. Wait there. Until further notice, if I think I have a right decision to decide of that unknown and what to do with it, then I will. But if not, I'm not going to open it. It will stay there. Because I don't want something which is bothering me, pestering me every time. Because if we look at fear, fear is actually created by our own thoughts, self-limiting belief that lingering in our mind or replicating something unknown in our mind. That's why we go in a path of depression, anxiety, because our mind keeps replicating, looking for an answer of what we need. And if we don't get that answer, then that's the problem. When fear is present, that is a huge problem. As a normal human being, when you are fear for something, your mind won't be stable, and you won't focus on what you want because of that fear of unknown in your mind. And that's what makes me standing here today 
28 years ago, I left my country, South Sudan, because of fear of my life. I try my best to get a solution of what I'm fearing. We are moving from jungle to jungle almost for nine years. It didn't work. The last resort is just leave the country, go to the next neighboring country. So I left South Sudan, come to Uganda, again staying there for 15 years, and it was the same unknown fear lingering in our head. Then finally, I got opportunity to come into this beautiful country where my fear of unknown is ended. And God has blended me with the beautiful family of Elizabeth Church of Christ. This is where I belong. This is where I call home. Amen. And I have no fear of any unknown. What is happening now, I know very well that the scripture already spoke about. If we see in Proverbs, Chapter 12, verse 25 says, Anxiety or worry is the heart, in the heart of man cause depression. And a little time, if we have to focus on seeing how depression will cause in our system, it is enormous. Because it has layers. It may start with stress, depression, anxiety, then when it graduates, it graduates to madness, which we don't like that. What we need, we need something which actually will make us happy, something which we will be glad with. Brothers and sisters, what do you fear most in your life? This is an open question. What do you fear most in your life? In today's sermon, I wanted to elaborate more about fear of unknown, and it is the subject of discussion. As I said already, that's why I came here, because of fearing of unknown. Now, we have heard uh, here that today, the congregation will not sing. And that is not my passionate. If I come to the house of the Lord, I wanted that freedom because it's my father. I wanted to actually celebrate a good Sunday, singing, dancing, whatever I need to do for God because it's amazing God. But once that power is taken from me away, like today, that we should not sing. I will be here miserable. I don't enjoy. As African culture, all of you know, when it comes to praise the Lord, we don't joke with it. That's what makes us happy. Sometimes we look like crazy because I remember uh, when I was uh, here um, doing uh, Paul's uh, engagement, there was a little bit of a video clip, something just Pop up, Mark was here with us. I found that I was in the middle here, rounding up, my coat was just flying. And that is a part of what we need when it comes to worship. But when we have those restrictions, like what is happening now, it is very hard for us actually to focus. 
So for myself, I don't fear dying. What I fear most is how am I going to die? This is a mystery for myself. I don't know yours, and I don't want to know it, but that is mine. How am I going to die? I don't fear that, but how am I going to die? That is the question always lingering in my head. And I hope I will not get that answer because God did not open an answer of that to everybody. Praise God. So what I always wanted to do now, if we see in First uh, Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Give all your worries and, and burden to God, for he cares about you. So in a situation like this, we have to come close to God. We have to give our burden unto him because he cares for us. There's nothing beyond that. As human, if we still think of that, we have to do it by ourselves. Then it weighs us down. But if we give to God, we may not get the answer right away of what we want. But God always will work something. And later on, we will actually know that exactly this is what we were looking for. Praise God. And God himself did not leave us empty. He used prophet Isaiah. If we see Isaiah chapter 26, verse 20, he says, Come, my people, enter your chambers, and shut your door behind you. Hide yourself, as if it were, for a little moment, until the indignation is past. So whatever happened today, God is aware of we know we have little knowledge about this pandemic, coronavirus. We know little. I did a little bit of research. I found that it happened 100 years ago. So in this generation, it, it is hard to say a story of something which happened years ago because we have little about it. And I'm so glad right now when I just go through some of the research and fact-finding Although the variants are changing, but here in Australia, I think, especially in Adelaide, God has protected us. And we must thank God because of the protection he has given to us. If we see other parts of the world, people are dying hundreds of thousands in a day. But here, we only have four. We need to thank God. And I thank God because he said this is the uh, place of uh, churches. And God is working and God is doing his miracle. Sometimes we wanted to see how God does his miracle. We wanted to see something happen. But I tell you, from my understanding, when, God actually, uh, when Jesus Christ did a miracle uh, of feeding the 5,000, he did not call something big like mountain. He just take the bread and the feast. He blessed, and he gave to the disciple. And disciple decided, started distributing. Nothing swallowed big, nothing was small. The Bible says all of them ate. Twelve baskets left. So here today, as I speak, I know our God is God of wonders. God is going to do miracles. God is going to protect us. Now we are not far away from the answer or the solution. 
their scientists are working very hard to get actually the vaccine. So once that is done, then we are covered. No worrying anymore. Praise God. And that will not limiting us because it is a fight. As we are fighting all this, we need to have in our mind how we are going to fight the unknown. Let's see uh, from uh, Philippians chapter 6, verse, um, chapter 4, verse 6 to 9. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition. When we are in situation, let us put our need down, praying to God. Without prayer, nothing will move. Sometimes people think we are joking. When you come to church, some people think you are joking. And they think there is no God. Unless a last resort, when something touch them, then they will understand that God is there. As a pastor, I do understand how people actually thinking. When they are touched, then they are running. They are coming to God. Once, they are, when, once God solves their problem, they go back to the world. And they don't want to come again unless something actually touched them. I wanted to give you an, uh, um, a testimony uh, from one of my choir who is currently living in USA. This guy left us in, in Uganda. He went to USA, staying there. Of recently, he was uh, diagnosed with uh, high blood pressure. He was a very good guy who played for us, our local instrumentsman. He's a very good evangelist, but reaching in a Western world. This guy saw everything glamorous. He don't go to the church anymore. He become a binge drinker, drinking a lot because of the sickness. So a stroke hit him. And he's just about uh, 35 years old. So he was taken to the hospital. As I speak now, he's still uh, in rehabilitation. So the testimony has given to me. They did operation, actually, they opened his throat, his chest, his stomach. It was like 12 hours operation. And the doctor told him, your chance of coming out is imminent. Whatever you want to say, say to your brother. That was the last word. And what he told me that by listening to that, that he has to say that last word, his pressure accelerates. He is well aware that he was not going to come back. But in the process, what happened, it was a miracle. He didn't know what was happening. He found that his body, has, his spirit has left his body. He reached to a certain place. He found that uh, people were jumping, and he was seeing people were jumping, and they are not coming back. And like they are jumping from a cliff of a mountain down. He was seeing those people jumping, and he stood. Somebody said, your time has not come, go back. By the time he came back to his sense, he realized something was not good. Later on, he found that he was actually 
uh, all those machines were put in his body because he couldn't think properly. He wanted to even take all those things. He wanted to come home, but he was actually helped. And the last thing he told me, he said, Jackson, thank you. Always I watch uh, the clip of your people in the church. Now, pray for me. If I recover, I will go back. I wanted to get a church. I wanted to go and pray because of what I've seen. I wanted to testify to people to know that God is living. I mess up myself in America. I become a man who is running after women, not knowing everything. But now I realize God has shown me something, which I have to tell you. When he was uh, testifying to me, I was with Susan. And I said, okay, now this is a beginning of a new life for him. So all of us, God knows what he controls in our life. So if we are in a situation, let us not depart from prayer. Because prayer is the one who is going to connect us with God. Prayer is the one who is going to solve our problem. So instead of letting your worry weigh you down, tell God the things that worried you. It costs nothing. Prayer costs nothing. It's just a normal discussion. Tell God, this is my problem. Jesus Christ even said in Matthew that if you have something or have a letter, bring it unto me and I give you mine. And this could be the time for us actually to examine our body, to examine where we are going. We are aware this pandemic is killing. So, as I said before, dying is not the problem, but how you are going to die is the problem. So, God has given us ample time. Let's thank him. Let us be grateful of the time God has given us to live. Many has gone, but him alone has a desire for you and me to live, to cherish his beauty, to cherish his creation. And he has something into us. That's why he has given us opportunity to, still to live. So let us take this opportunity, let us take this time positively. If I say positively, let us focus on what is good and what is true. Often our thought and focus, when it is associated with worry, then normally it weighs us down. But if we focus and seeing, actually, the right thing God wants us to do, it will make us happy than even ever before. To conclude, as I'm going to finish up my, my sermon for today, I'm taking you back to the book of Matthew. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Sometimes those kind of things take us out of the real context because we worry much about what we want. Think of it 
If God call you today, are you going to take all those? If you are leaving the world today, are you going to go with all those? Of course not. You are not even taking a single of things. So why are we stressing ourselves thinking of what is not going to help us? By doing that, can it add value into us? Can it add one day in our life? Of course not. The Bible makes it clear that we came with nothing and we are going to go with nothing. So as I conclude, I want you to understand that death is there. But as the Bible says, think of your journey. Where were you before? The Bible says we are living here only temporarily. We have a place where we are going to live forever. So do you want this one thing steal your happiness from God? i rather be poor, people laugh at me, while I am aiming of where there is eternity. The Bible makes it clear that when that time comes, you will enter a glorious cloud with joy. The angels will be there waiting to welcome you. And I think that's basically what we have to do. And by doing that, by doing that, we need to make a right decision. Before we decide, we have to measure our decision and weigh the consequence. This is something dangerous. Whenever we always make our decision, sometimes we decide without measuring the consequence of what we are deciding to. If you make a wrong decision, it will plunge you down to the hole. But if you make a right decision with a mild consequence, you will live. It's not 50-50. I just want you to understand, when you measure your decision, it has to be a mild consequence. Because in everything, there are consequences. That's why God always wants us to come together and share the good things we have. Because God has created us uniquely in different ways. We have different characters. We have different ways of understanding and knowing things. But when we come together collectively, we will enjoy the planet which God has given us with full understanding of what we want and what we don't want. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for giving me opportunity of sharing your word with these beautiful people. I pray that the word we share today, Lord, let it transform us, let it change us from the way we live. We love you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen.